Hey, wrestling fans, have you ever wanted to watch the black and gold brand from the very beginning? Well, we have the podcast for you. Right here at Next Evolution, the rise and demise of the black and gold brand. See such stars as Seth Rollins, Bo Dallas, Bray Wyatt, Cassius Ono, Aiden English, and Corey Graves get their start all the way to the demise of the black and gold brand. Follow us at Next Evolution Pod on all social media platforms and follow our podcast, NXT Evolution, anywhere podcasts can be found. You are now tuned in to the Wrestling Purists. Hello and welcome back to yet another retro review, courtesy of your very own Wrestling Purist. My name is Ryan, as always, alongside Jeff. And happy holidays. Um, happy holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, what, whatever you're celebrating this year, hope you're enjoying yourself. Um, Jeff, holiday season. Uh, you Are you all set for the uh, big man to come to come down the chimney there? Uh yeah yeah I actually am. I love the absolute just confidence, um, and the responsibility of not having a direct child to have to, um, take to see Santa and have pictures and get lists together and it's oh um, listen if, if if you know me by now you would know that. I was, well, I'm still not finished Christmas shopping, but I was doing some light Christmas shopping. I walked into the mall, um, went up to the mall, Cod. I, I turned the corner and there were just kids as far as the eye could see. Yep. And I, it just the noise, the smell, the crying. Oh, <laughs> look, you said, oh, it's you just, you Awful. said the noise. You said the noise, and the first thing I thought of was the Grinch before he comes down crumpets, and he's like the noise. noise. I mean, God, <laughs> I, it was. And then, like, uh, yeah, I, again, sorry, everybody. I know no one asked for this, but and then on top of that, everyone thought. I mean, like black, white, purple, Asian, like every single creed, like thought it would they would be so cool for for all of their kids and family to wear buffalo plaid plaid. So it just looked like one big like it just looked like one big like are they handing out buffalo plaid flannels to everybody or <laughs> no again like I'm not saying you should be going naked like no but like man so that's so we're all wearing like everybody wants to look the same and then you know everybody's going to take pictures with their kids mm -hmm. and then you know everybody's going to post all this to Facebook well yeah you and everybody else Okay. Again, sorry. I'm just uh, again. I'm not anti kid, but uh, Jeff Hall is good mm -hmm. on. The, I just you know I just went to San Antonio. I just got back from New York. Like ah, uh, living the dream. I, I rollerblade. I, I go to Podunk Wrestling. Like uh I'm good. <laughs> again, <laughs> again, again, living the dream. It just mm. oh shit. Well, yes. you know what? It's funny. Um, 
So we took Logan last week to go see Santa and, um, you know, just like everybody else, everybody's got to eat. So we got there about, about maybe four forty ish or so about 20 to five. He was, he was going to come back from his you know, dinner around five 30. So we're like, and hey, walk around a little bit. We'll go grab a quick bite to eat and jump and, you know, hop in this line, you know, and it was middle, middle of the week. It was like a Wednesday. And we stroll back around 5.15, so about 15 minutes before Santa's going to come back. And this line was already halfway down the goddamn mall. And I swear to God, I said, never again. I'm standing in this line next time. It took us 45 minutes start to finish to get out of that line. And it was the worst. It was absolutely awful. Now, would I do it again because it's my son? You're goddamn right I would. But um, future reference, um, grab your food, come back, stand in a line and eat. Don't abandon that line for anything. And then people like people with kids just assume. I don't care if I sound like an asshole or not. Like you chose to have your kids. Mm-hmm. So like I don't have to. I mean, I mean, maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. But <laughs> you, you chose you chose more than I did. So. You know, like it, we were in New York and Central Park, and people have kids like crawling all over like statues, and like I'm just like, what the no. hell is going on here? No, like or or hey or like you're looking at me. It's cold out here. It's freezing, and you're looking like oh, like I should let you cut in line because you have a kid. No, <laughs> sorry, sorry, that's no, that's not, that's not happening. No, no, and we'll stand in line, and you know Logan's not not you know crawling over everything and throwing tantrums and i mean granted he's four so you know he'll he'll get in his mood but there's no chance in hell i'm letting him act like some of these you know fucking jackalopes that run around the mall and cause tech now now if you're letting your kid do that then there's something wrong yeah yeah but cod like you're fine but man trust me there's some people mm. some people that are just like oh well like yeah, we walked into like the Lego store, and I and this is my fault. I should have known better. And I got like four <laughs> steps in. Kind of my joking. I got like four steps in, and I was like, Nah, I'm good. And again, to be fair, like it's a Lego store, so that that's on me. Like that's that's yeah. where kids should that's where kids should be. And that, so that that's actually not on kids. But with my sickness that I have, I walked in there and turned took four steps. I was like, you know what? No, it's <laughs> right. on Jeff Hall. <laughs> yeah, I'll eat this one right back out of here. Uh, that was when he knew he had fucked up. Uh, it sure was. <laughs> um, so let's make this a Christmas to remember. Okay, um, I pulled up a list here of just some quick ice icebreaker Christmas questions. Um, what's the best Christmas present you've ever received? Uh... Oh, it's simple. The best Christmas present I've ever received, probably WrestleMania 2000. Mm, okay. Um, I'm going to counter that, and mine would actually be my entire N64. Just Oh, well, um, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. Look, That's and I can I can remember it. I pull, I feel like I'm that kid that um the video is about the popular like you know the kid opens it up and he's like Nintendo sixty four and I feel like that's that was me that morning a hundred percent and I had and I had you know no mercy and it was yep. 
on like Donkey Kong. And I knew I was behind the time, but who cares? Like I had it and I played the shit out of it. Oh yeah, you have you have to. We got lucky because my dad's a child and he played video games. So <laughs> so we we always had we always had games and you know like I never had to get a console for myself because my yeah. dad always had them. Now we had to play when he said we could play. Well, and, and, and until we got older, not you know, not to break nothing, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Mine, Look, yeah. Absolutely. I'll tell you on the topic of consoles. Um, now this is back in the day, but you could actually go rent a play a a PlayStation like a PlayStation One, and so I went to our you know Video World. I mean, some places it was Movie Gallery, us it was Video World, and we walked in and I rented that PlayStation One, and it came with that starter disc, and that thing you could smell the fucking smoke coming off of it as much as I was burn burning it up. And um and a buddy of mine lived two streets down, had WCW versus versus the world, and we burnt that bitch up too. It it was the most magical thing. I never had a PlayStation one and it turned out he had a 64, but um I think I lucked out there with that because uh No Mercy, you know, arguably the best one of the best wrestling games of all of all time yeah it's when you're talking those you're talking you're talking i mean it's 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 a one a they're all great no mercy mm. uh revenge wrestlemania mm. 2000 uh what's what's the, why am i drawing a blank smackdown um, here comes the pain is another popular one yeah yeah like. All the N sixty four, all the N sixty four ones are are, oh, yeah. are golden, yeah. Um, especially W, and I would argue WCW's the WCW game is definitely better than than the WWF games, j- just because character wise. I mean, you could play Ultimate mm-hmm. Dragon versus Chris Jericho. You could play, you know, be like you know, they just kind of had. Well, in 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 my in 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 my opinion, but but again, you you you. You can't go wrong with can't go wrong with with any of them. Yeah, until you get to the PlayStation games, and then it's backstage assault and it's mayhem, and you're being waterboarded with just graphics that couldn't handle itself. Yeah, those were nowhere near as good. I mean, we 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 still played them and loved them, but oh, yeah. looking back, they they don't hold up. WCW still, I mean, N64 stuff still holds up. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. I have a list of 24 here, so I'm picking a juicing because I don't want to burn this whole thing. Um, a Christmas present you you badly wanted as a kid, but never got. Oh, okay. So um I wanted Jordan 13s as a kid. I'm a Michael oh. Jordan guy. You're a shoe, you're a shoe uh, guy. Let's just cut yeah. that off at the knees. Yeah, the feet, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Bulls fan, so I wanted them. Um, and again, like we we were poor, <laughs> so so I, I I didn't get them. A couple of times I did get Jordans just because my grandma bought them. So you know, there's that. But I I didn't I didn't get them. And I I'm relating this to a child because when I was a child, you know, I wanted everything. But mm. um, yeah. But then that also leads to problems. You know, now that's why I have four pair of them now because 
I couldn't. <laughs> I'm making up for lost time. Jesus. <laughs> Christ. Um, I, I, I'm, uh, uh, I, I, I gotta tell you, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm obviously a mark, uh, uh, and uh, Travis Lasseter are way bigger mark than I am. Uh, maybe not bigger necessarily, but in the sense of, man, wrestling memorabilia and figs and toys. I mean, I have so much, yeah. not useless, but like sentimental stuff to me. But, you know, uh, figures and Okada dollars and wrestling buddies. <laughs> and I mean, it's just, it's nonstop. It doesn't stop. Um, Yeah. Jeff buys two of everything. One to keep in the packaging and then one to wear. Uh, so the four pairs of Jordans, I haven't seen them, but I can tell you just based off of who Jeff Hall is as a person, that's exactly what that is. Listen, everybody, I can, I can save you a lot of time and heartache. God's right. Buy two of everything. <laughs> you buy one to wear and to wear out. You buy one to never touch and keep mint and just leave it. It's, it's, I, I, in 20 years, you'll thank me. I'm telling you, it's the way to go. It's the only way to do it. Um, oh yeah. So, um, there was one year where my dad got, and you guys know me as much shit and grief as I get for being, you know, you know, Pittsburgh from being on, you know, that side of Pennsylvania. Um, when I was a kid, um, I really wanted a Steeler starter jacket. And one year I was about six or seven and there was one that said uh to to Ryan from Santa and I opened it up and it was that Steelers starter jacket um but six or seven year old me does not wear a 2xl okay um it was not meant for me it was meant for my dad and um uh swerve there's a swerve bro uh I didn't get a starter jacket so <laughs> the next year I remember being so fucking ready to go to the mall to see Santa because I walked right up to that motherfucker and I said I said you I said you fucked me last year <laughs> I said I said I said hey I said hey man we're getting jobbed out here okay <laughs> Santa Santa's got heat yeah now and now he does yeah <laughs> um <laughs> As your mom's in the back room, like it, it was me, Austin. It was me <laughs> all along, all along, Austin. <laughs> the whole time, and I now, and so that year, I said I want that starter jacket this year. Never got it, and then as a kid, well, and then you know, as soon as the starter jackets came back into into being culturally relevant, um. You bet your ass! I pulled out whatever money I had hidden in the couches to get one. So, um, yeah, it's here. It's at. It's at home. It's beautiful, and it's everything I ever wanted. Um, so yeah. I guess, I guess, I, I guess, I guess I eventually got it. But as a kid, I was so, I was so hot. I was so ready to fight. <sighs> um, okay. Favorite holiday movie or special? You only you only get to pick one, but you can have an honorable mention. Uh oh, uh, honorable mention Home Alone, Home Alone two, uh number okay. one Home Alone, Home Alone. Period. Really? No. Yep. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not even kidding. Not even playing around. Nope. Wow. Nope. I mean, uh, uh, Christmas, uh, uh, Nash, the, uh, Chevy Chase and the Christmas. What's it? What's the name of it? Um, um because that's my favorite and it's going to be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. National Lamp. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas Vacation. Every yeah. year. Oh, um, that's, that's, again, if, Obviously, that's your favorite. If someone wants yeah. to say, Jeff, this is the greatest one of all time, I'm I'm not gonna fight you. You're 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 probably right. Yeah. You're, yeah. Mine's just mine's just uh, you know, personal. <laughs> Do you, are you trying to tell me that you actually fought the wet bandits off as a kid? <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, man, it's just it, you know they they're just sentimental. You watch them with your family, my grandmother, and all that. So it's got a lot tied into it. Um, but but mm-hmm. but. A Christmas story and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is probably, pr- probably number one. Yeah, Fair. definitely. Yeah, yeah. So my number one is Christmas Vacation. Um, that is the first Christmas thing we watch on Christmas Eve with you know me and my and my family. We go over to my parents and um, that's that's the first thing we boot up and um, so that so that hits home. Um, runner up would be a Charlie Brown Christmas. I fucking love that shit. It's 20 minutes. It's quick. He gets in, he gets out. Um, and I, I think I just really appreciate just the entire message. I know it's, I know it's a little heavy, but you don't realize it as a kid though. Like, like, I yeah. mean, it's, it, it's, it, it kind of couldn't cut you deep. Um, but I can say, um, and, uh, Again, call this call this a shoot. Call it. I'm about to get heat. Um, Christmas story can go fuck itself, and Elf can go fuck itself. Now, and here's why. Um, on their own, one viewing is good. Anything more than one viewing, where it's on constantly throughout the holiday season elf is the worst with it you'll be channel flipping and it'll be on fucking fx or fucking free free form like three or four times in a day and by the time you go to want to watch it it's lost like all of its christmas value uh so um a christmas story is a classic mm-hmm. um elf's good but I, I i think you're right it's on all the time mm-hmm. like Fucking elf will be on in like October. Like you'll yes. click the thing in October and somehow it'll be on. Like during mm-hmm. Halloween. I have no idea how. So I, I I definitely I definitely get get why you why you feel that way. And also too, I have two um for the people that need to learn something. Um Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah. And, and Gremlins <laughs> 2 is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Again, double there trouble. There we go. Yeah. 100 percent. Um, my beef with the Christmas story isn't so much that, um, I mean, because it, it is a classic, it's just the repetitiveness. I never yeah. sit down and watch it from start to finish. I never do. It's I always, think, it's always in pieces throughout the entire Christmas day. I, I, I think that that's, I think it's that way, Kai, because it's probably the, the it's the easiest to watch. Um, you know, like you could sit down and everybody in your family could watch it. Elf, I, mean, I guess. I, I mean, don't worry. I guess everybody could watch that too. But I, I just think a Christmas story. I wouldn't say it reaches or touches a, more people, but I don't know. It's easier to to slip in and out of 
Yes. Like, like you said, like during the day, you know, you, you can watch this part, you know, whenever you pick it up, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it just feels like you didn't miss anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then AEW did the uh, table read for it. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm over it. Huh? Um, what? You don't, you don't remember that. It was like two years ago. I think um, AEW did a table read for a Christmas story. Hold on. See, now I got to pull it. Oh no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Kyle. Don't, oh geez. Don't No, I just want to tell you kind of, who everybody is because i feel like i'm i'm sure i'm not watching i'm sure chris is is chris jericho putting over santa tonight um no or going over santa uh chris jericho was santa claus um in the uh (laughs) um mjf was ralphie um ralphie's parents were cody and brandy um i i I mean like tonight tonight like oh tonight yeah I I would imagine somebody's doing I mean somebody has to do the job. It's not gonna be Jericho. Then 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 again actually Andretti went went over him last week, so I can't really I can't really say anything about that, but um okay, last one here and then we'll kind of get rolling here. Um your favorite and your least favorite Christmas song. Oh man. Um um, I'll start. And yeah, this go, is, go. And and this is um, not to say that it that you know that you know other ones are terrible. Um, my favorite would definitely be Christmas and Hollis. Um, I don't know why. Really, um, I think working at Starbucks for as long as I did, and that was the only hip hop song on any playlist we could play, three hundred sixty five days days a year. I mean, it, other than other than Halloween, um, we got to play Nightmare on My Street, and that was Will Smith. But that's not really hip hop or anything. But just just having Christmas and Hollis, that like glimmer of hope, um, and it and it and it is a bop. So um, I enjoy that. My least favorite um, is probably any rendition of Santa Baby. I, I don't mm. care who's singing it. It's so and. Like now, people are, now people hate that song for different reasons. Some people are trolls, and they're like, "Oh well, she's promiscuous." I don't fucking care about that. Like the first person that sang it had a really nasally voice. Everybody else who does it wants to be a copycat and do the same thing. It's not good. It's a poor. It's a poorly written song. It's bad. Don't do um, it. So on that front, Eartha Kit is the the santa baby that if it's that one it's okay if it's any other one besides that one and and don't get me wrong like no i don't want to listen to santa baby on a loop either (laughs) but i'm just saying like if it's that one it's it's fine um i mean favorite song i i probably can't pick because i love christmas so much like i love yeah i i i love christmas least favorite i'm going to generalize this probably isn't what you're asking but but it's just like you said, we just talked about all the like random, like, I don't know if everybody should have the, like their Christmas. I was scrolling through my, my um, Apple music they play Christmas and I saw Cascada Christmas and I was like, you've got to be shitting me. Like, <laughs> there's no way. And, I, and I'm not saying people don't have the right. Like I'm not do what you want, get your money, you know, but like, boy, every single 
person that you know j- just this holiday season go to your apple or spotify whatever you use and like just put it like random christmas music and you'll about 10 minutes in you'll be like you'll hear somebody singing some rendition of some said christmas song and you'll be like what like this is terrible this is awful mm-hmm. i don't know christmas music isn't for everybody necessarily but no um i did just very quickly google um people who shouldn't have made a christmas album um and and it's on insider but there's a list of 10 one is one is leonard skinner again like love leonard skinner but just don't know if they should have a christmas album (laughs) um jessica simpson's on this list um you got bob dylan Oh, and I love Bob Dylan. Um, oh, Justin I, I Bieber's bet, on. Bet no. you do. Oh, here we go. David Hasselhoff. Oh, oh. the Hoff. And you know what it was called? It was called the Night Before Christmas. Oh, I bet it was. Mm. Um, William Hung from American Idol has one. Oof. Um, there's a metal group called Gods uh, Gods of Fire. Yeah. Um. Afro Man, uh, it's called a Forty Five Christmas. Oh, awesome. see, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, some of the notable ones, but yeah, draw the line somewhere. <laughs> look, look, if you got to put any thought into it, like we were, um, like we were just skimming through Spotify and like you know, Hanson has has one. I'm like, why? Like, yeah. No, thank you. No. Um, okay. Here's a more accurate list. The five worst celebrity Chris Christmas albums, courtesy of the New York Post. Um, now number one obviously is the Hoff. Number two is Roseanne. Um, didn't realize that was a thing. Um Roseanne Barr sings the Christmas classics, is what it's called. Very creative. Um number three is RuPaul. Um, it's called Ho Ho Ho. Uh <laughs> That's a good bit, though. It is. Yeah. <laughs> That's Damn a good it. bit. Um, number four is number four is Regis. Regis has his own Christmas man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. And then uh, there's a there's an Ally McBeal Christmas oh. album. It's called A Very Ally Christmas. Yeah, I just couldn't no. care less. But on that note, it seems like. Um, if you're listening to those, it's going to be a December 2 dismember, uh, which all in all, this is what our retro review is today. It is our 50th retro review on this channel, on this podcast. Um, and like I put on our Twitter, like we've done 50 of these things. <laughs> Shit. Damn. Uh, what they tell us. Yeah. Uh, time, time flies. And this is how we've chosen to celebrate our holiday season. Um, I'm going to be pretty forward with you. Um, there, there was a lot of preamble for this episode because there's not a lot of meat on this, on this show. Um, this show is just North of two hours and it was the roughest two hour show I've ever had to get through. So when I read like the, the like show sheet 
I didn't read the date, so it was like December to remember. I, de, dis, de, dis, December to December. I was like, oh yeah, ECW, awesome. And then I looked, and I was like, oh this uh, uh, ECW, <laughs> uh, like like Tony Khan's Ring of Honor now, you know. Like I was Damn like, it. oh man, this isn't real. This isn't a real one. You know what? That's exactly what this was because. Um, so a little bit of backstory on this show. So this is ECW in 2006. Um, this was the WWE version of ECW. <sighs> this is the first and the only WWE ECW pay- pay-per-view. Now, not, we're not talking about like one night stand mm-hmm. where there is an actual partnership trying to put on an actual show. This is... From the ECW brand, the first show that they're putting on, and it was the last. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, coming into this, um, coming into the day of day of the show, so that was December third, two thousand six. Um, there were two matches announced. So on the main card, there were a total of six. So a third. So they only knew. A third of the matches that were on this card, which is criminal. And let's take a look because they were because they put this show on the third. Um, this is you know before the network was a thing. So the week prior was um, was WWE Sur- WWE Survivor Series. So one of the big four. Um, the main event was Batista um, winning the world heavyweight title from King Booker. Um, so, you know, a pretty good show. This show, um, also notable um, for having the WWE Legends team go over the Spirit Squad. Um, uh, the WWE Legends consisting of Sar- uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Ron Simmons, Ric Flair, and, D- and Dusty Rhodes, baby. Oh, Dusty. Um, yeah. Um, got eliminated by Kenny. Uh, but anyway, so a big four show, probably what? Four, 40 bucks? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. So then you had this show the following week. This was a pay per view. Um, so probably what? Another 40 bucks? We'll be generous and maybe what? Say 30. Um, Armageddon is two weeks. From this show, um, and I mean the I mean the main event not not really exciting. It's um, King Booker and Finley versus John Cena and Batista. Um, but if you were a WWE fan and you bought the pay per views and you were keeping up with everything, um, that's one hundred and twenty bucks in. A three to four week span, you know, not everybody has that type of money, you know. And this was, can we do? T- yeah, um, I'm calling it on the fly. Card, can we do, um, 120 bucks from 2006 to now? Like, can we inflate <laughs> that and see what you know? Do the oh, yeah. do the inflation? Because uh, yeah. that's now uh, that's that's going to the well, boy. That's going to the well you know often and early but again at this time cod i mean this is this is how it was like this is just yeah. what you did like this is 
par for the course. Now, not at my house, because again, my dad's a mark and we had a black box, so we got all the pay-per-views for free. But yeah, people were paying for this. And they should to be, you know, to be fair to them. Don't don't be like my dad. Don't be a schmuck. Um, <laughs> Damn it. Um, so so not too much of an inflation rate, but you're looking at almost one hundred and eighty dollars. Okay. Okay. I mean, so not terrible, but I mean, if you look no. at it, I mean, that's sixty dollars a show. Um, now here's my question: If you're listening to this show, um. Would you pay $60 to watch this show? And I want you to head over to WPPod1 on Twitter um, because that's where you're going to click on this show to listen to it um, and tell us down in the comments, would you pay $60 today to watch this show? You mean like, oh, like right now? Yeah. Oh, well, that's, I mean, I I think that's probably not fair though, right? Mm. Because here, 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 hear me out, hear me out. Dad. If you're telling me like, hey, would I pay $60 in 2006 to watch this? Not knowing. Well, yeah, you bet your sweet ass. You got RVD. You got the, um, not Hell in a Cell. What's this? Uh, Elimination, Elimination Chamber. chamber. Mm-hmm. That's still kind of, you know, you know, so like it's, it's. Okay. Fair. You know what I mean? All right. So then, so then that'll be the question. Would you pay $60 in yeah. 2006, the week after spending $60 to watch Survivor Series, to watch this show? So that'll be the question here. Because um, to be fair to them, back in 06, this is still kind of new, right? You know? Uh, yeah, it's been, um, the first one was 2002 for the Elimination Chamber because we covered, uh, yeah. Survivor Series. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's not brand new, obviously, but I mean, it still has some, you know, it still has some shine on it. Uh, I guess we'll see what kind of shines on it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> once, once we get there. Uh, um, but the only two matches that are advertised, um, it's gonna be God. the main event, the extreme limit. God, you're you're twisting my words. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. But continue. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh yeah, but the only two matches announced are the extreme elimination chamber and the opening contest uh between the Hardys and Eminem. Um we did have a dark match. Dark matches don't count. Um but but the opening video, um is probably a bait and switch. Um, you see, like, um, you know, WWE production at its finest, like, really putting the shine on here. Um, you know, just putting over the extreme elimination chamber and the and you know, the opener, but the middle of this card, nobody who's wrestling in any of those matches is in this video package. At all, not gonna see him. Nope. So then kick it to Joey South and Taz on commentary. Um, there is there is an infamous uh Joey Styles line um before they pan to commentary, and people kind of and I kind of want to get your input on this, but um Joey Styles of commentary says, oh, in the the Extreme Elimination Chamber, we will have a new um, ECW world champion or we'll crown a new ECW world world champion. Um, 
do you think that he gave the finish away by saying that, or do you think that maybe just, um, you know, the odds may maybe are not in the champion's favor going into the match? Uh, or half half. Yeah, I'm probably half half. See, we're, again, we're also looking through the the Mark Internet lens that we're looking through now. Don't get me wrong; back in the day, you, you could say the same thing. But back in the day, if you real time, you could have chalked it up to a slip or something. You know, now we if if this happened tonight on dynamite or uh, whatever pay-per-view we would be like oh yeah well absolutely they gave it away you know absolutely mm-hmm. because that's just how the internet wrestling community is now but uh i would say no what say you con um having unfortunately having uh the privilege of watching this show a handful of times now um i didn't even catch it the first time i watched it um, and this was years ago. Um, and then I watched it a second time a few years back. Um, this was when um, Brian Zane did his Wrestling With Regret um, episode on that. And um, when he said, I was like, I don't, it's kind of 50 50. But then I watched it again for our episode mm-hmm. and listening to it, it didn't even, it didn't even bother me. Honestly, because because I don't think um, I really don't think it mattered. Honestly, and I I know that sounds I know that sounds kind of kind of lazy, but um, you kind of think of now. I want to preface this because the the ECW look and the ECW atmosphere is a huge part of the brand and you know the group known as ECW it's such a big part of what they're trying to do your first shot after the video package is um you know a big stage there's fireworks uh, yeah. all kinds of lights and then it pans to the crowd and you know there's what fucking uh, four forty eight hundred in in attendance here for this show, and right away you're kind of thinking to yourself like, "This is an ECW show, it's not." <laughs> and listening to it back and then watching it again, it's like I'm too wrapped up in this in this non ECW atmosphere to even think about that. Like it's the last thing on my mind. If I could jump in here, and this is why us as wrestling purists, it's important. Because, again, you can't help when you were born. Mm-hmm. But you go back and you watch these things, and there's a generation of people who may watch this one pay-per-view card and think, man, this this was ECW. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Just just like now, you, you, you turn it on Dynamite, and you're looking like, oh, well, that's Ring of Honor. There was just a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Uh, not really. You know? So, so it's important to keep uh, uh, what am I trying to say here? P- 
people tend to to you know re revisionist history so it's important to keep the the real whatever uh the realness alive and what actually is going on alive mm -hmm. so sorry I, I just wanted to jump in there no you're good um AEW looks like a fucking joke tonight anyway. Yeah, and that's and that's the real thing is that um is that and it's and it's so funny and I was getting ready to put it in the group last night because um NXT had just wrapped up and I um and I caught it on the fight net network because they have it on like every night. So uh big shout out to the fight network. Um they have an hour blocked off, it's called Ring of Honor Classics. Um it was uh, um it was it was um it was the bravado brothers taking on adam cole and kyle o'reilly and young adam cole young kyle o'reilly um one who's that who <laughs> not that I'm, I'm being who yeah. um but no um and then i forgot one half of the of the bravado brothers is actually current day andre chase Chase oh you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chase U. Um, and I, I, I looked and I was like, that smile looks really familiar. And then it, and then it popped. I was like, I just saw this guy like a half hour ago on NXT. Now this is now now this is a match that was back in 2011. Um, so I mean, obviously this is you know pre Red Dragon, um, you know pre Bullet Club. You know, all that good stuff, but um, looking at Ring of Honor, there. If you were to, if you were to watch Tony Khan during Ring of Honor, you would look at it and be and think that that was you know Ring of Honor. It's always it's it's always been that way. Even if you look at, I'd say twenty twenty one, because I know that you weren't there, but um, really the last, you know you know meaningful ring ring of honor show to actually show what ring of honor was about and you compare that ring of honor to what tony khan puts on and the aesthetic is different the at the atmosphere is different it looks yeah. like there's way too much space um too bright i know that's i know there shouldn't really be and you know uh you know con you know no pun intended but it's no, yeah. Everything you're saying is is correct. Everything you're saying is 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 right. I mean, it just it just is what it is. Like yeah, I, and and that's exactly what I thought when I started to watch this show. And you saw, you know, the pyro and the crown. And it's like there's this isn't ECW, and you know, hindsight being 2020, it well, you know, no, no shit. You know, and that's exactly what this is, and it's exactly what you should gear yourself up up for. And um, I think there will be a very clear cut um, kind of theme as we go through these matches. Um, like I said, two out of the six that we're going to be talking about only announced, so the rest of these were you know drawn drawn up the day of or hours before. So, AEW is known to do that as well. Ring of Honor just did it with Final Battle. They drew four matches together, threw it on the zero hour. So, um, but we'll kick things off here. We're, and like I said, we'll go the Hardys, 
Uh, that'd be Matt and Jeff taking on Eminem. That'd be Joey Mercury and Johnny Nitro. Um, this is a rehash uh, because we'll see here that Jeff is the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, so they are kind of they've kind of been reunited here to take on um, Eminem. The Hardys called out any tag team that wanted to challenge them. Meet them at you know December to December, and here we are. And um, we'll get this out of the way because the bar from here it's gonna stay here, and this is the match of the night, no <laughs> doubt about it. Um, <laughs> which pains me to say, yeah. I mean, not that this is a terrible match by, by any means, um, but what I will say is that, um is that is that they did have good chemistry. Um a lot of the spots, you know, were good. I think there were some spots that were that were sloppy. Um I think this match is about five to six minutes way too long. Um it seems like at times there was a lot of dead air between spots. Um, <sighs> yeah, so it wasn't really like it, it wasn't really like people waiting to do spots. It's it's just what you said though. It was just off, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know why timing and like it just it just wasn't right. And I can't put my finger on it or you know whatever, but like it just something was off with it. Yeah, and. And I I know that this was an advertised match, um, but we also really don't know um, kind of how much time they had. Um, the build even for this match um, was a, was about a week away. So um, even then, you still really don't have enough time to to build and to put any real thought into the story that you're telling in the ring and the match. So I think that's where it kind of lacked here. Um, I know that, you know, the Hardys, I'll say in 2006, you know, you're really not thinking about Matt Matt and Jeff Hardy, the storytellers at the, at this point with, you know, the, with, you know, the spots there, you know, hitting in ring. Yep. But like I said, this is, this is a good opener, albeit long again, not clean. Again, match of the night. I think I think this is a great a great opener to really kind of convey why this card is known for what it is. And when your match of the night, or even your first match for this for this matter, involves two teams that aren't on the ECW brand. It definitely turns into that Tony Khan ring, ring of honor, you know, vibe where mm-hmm. we're pulling guys from AEW. And you, you know what? In terms of Tony Khan's deal, you know, with AEW ring, ring of honor, the people who he's signing maybe have a ring of honor clause in there or something. We don't know. But on the surface, to what the fans are seeing, to what we're, we're seeing is if I, if you have, you know, you have the graphics, Samojo is all elite. And he's wrestling on Ring of Honor, then he's an AEW talent wrestling on another promotion. Yep. 
So your opening matchup for your ECW branded pay-per-view involves two teams not from your brand. That is Problem City. Yeah, and it's still, like you just said, it's still going on today. Yeah. Um, Matt stacks Eminem on top of each other. Jeff hits his swanton. Um, he covers Johnny Nitro to get the win. Um, this match is 22 and a half minutes long. Oof. Yeah. Um, kind of a uh, rough... And, and and that's why I'm saying like like five six minutes too too long where you know like you were saying it's not waiting for spots it's this it's the dead air between getting from spot to a spot and I'm really thinking it's they were given a time frame to do this match to extend the time of the pay per view knowing what's coming up in the matches that are that are preceding it yeah so I don't. Can't really blame them for that, but I'm pretty sure that's why we got what we did. Um, we get a pre-taped segment from RVD um, talking about how he wants to win the world title. Cool. Um, then we get the lead up to um, Matt Stryker taking on uh, Balls Mahoney. Uh, so... So Matt Stryker comes out first. Uh, he's saying that he's a former teacher. He has, you know, the Arg the Argyle vest. Um, and I guess his claim to fame um, is being an actual school school teacher, um, but then being subsequently fired from being a teacher for taking vacation and sick days to travel and be a professional wrestler. Great bit, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's no side. There's no sign of a Poffo anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Damn shame. There's no sign of a Dean Douglas. Damn shame. Uh, uh, which, which, which is crazy to me. Um, I don't know where in 2006 or what Shane Shane Douglas was doing in 2006, but I think ECW really missed the boat here. Of course, being now run by WWE for him to come back and be Dean Douglas, I thought that would have been a good pairing here with him and you know teacher match. You would, th match you, would you would think so. Yeah. Um. So he says that this will be an extreme rules match. Which, um, to everybody's delight, thank God. Um, but then doubles down and says it's going to be an extreme enforcement of the rules. Um, and so he says that this is Stryker's rules. Um, so that is um, the build. Because this is one of four matches that was not announced. Um and it's exactly what you think it is. Yep. Um, Matt Striker, yeah. Matt Striker working as the heel, balls working as the face. Um, it. It's trash. Yeah, and um, I kind—I mean, you—you you can kind of see it coming. 
it's not lazy it's not like both guys are in there dismantling it no like they're 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 wrestling but it's it's nothing special like it's it's just on the card it's a wrestling match yeah and you get this build up to you know the extreme enforcement of the rules which i kind of dig a little bit you have you have you have somebody who's in this you know educational teacher gimmick and um you know, you're trying to make sure the rules are enforced, which is great. Um, and, you, and then you turn around and immediately cheat, um, you know, yep. taking some shortcuts to try and win, which I actually enjoy as a gimmick. I know it's pretty shitty and it's pretty lazy, but the fact <laughs> that the gimmick is actually making sense is a big plus for it. Um, so that part I enjoy, the rest is not good. Um, Striker's tights have his face on it. Also not good. Nope. Um, there's actually one spot where there's a big old close-up of it for some reason. I couldn't tell you why. Um, Just in case someone didn't see them. You know, God forbid someone <laughs> didn't see his face on his tights. Yeah. Um, seven and a half minutes of this match. Uh, Balls Mahoney hits a uh, Spinebuster and gets the win. Um, ugh, just, 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 just rough to get through. Um, <laughs> it doesn't get better with the next match. No, it doesn't, and it doesn't get any better in the lead up to this match. Um, we get a visual of CM Punk. Um, war- warming up backstage, and then there is a uh, there's a segment with Sabu. He's getting looked at by the doctors. Um, he is out cold in the back. Um, and then Paul Heyman out of nowhere is asking what's going on, what happened, and they're saying, "Oh, we just found him like like this." Oh, okay. So no cameras, <laughs> no you know witnesses, so- nothing. Boy, did this piss me off because I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, at least I got Sabu. Nope, no, you don't. No. He's hurt, and you're taking him off in it. Like, oh, geez. <sighs> well, one of the reasons why he was written off, um, because he was deemed as too dangerous of a worker, yeah. But you knew that before you booked him. Yes. Like, that's come the on. Problem. Sabu doesn't show up and like, oh, surprise! I'm Sabu. <laughs> like, it's it's, it's hey. not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, we got some. Uh, Sabu's gonna show up. And he's gonna work like, uh, you know, Mister Perfect. No, he's gonna work like Sabu works. Like, so there's that. Yeah. Um. And then um, we get our next matchup. It is Elijah Burke and Sylvester Turkai taking on the FBI, the full-blooded Italians. That would be uh, Little Guido, also known as Guido Meritato, and Tony Mamaluke. And they are with Trinity, who is on ECW TV probably this show and two more times, and that's it. Um, I had no idea who this Trinity lady was. Really? Oh, no- yeah. So um, so she was in very early, like, NWA, TNA. Um, she was also doing the same gimmick. Um, 
I mean, then for for her her character in TNA though, um, she was actually physical and like doing like move, you know, just like move salts okay. off the top rope and like she was actually physical. This well, she she uh, I mean, she's damn near half naked because unfortunately that's the time, but but no, I mean she just is, but yeah, you I can know tell. You're right. But no, but you can tell if you look at her body, she has like a not like I'm a swimsuit. Well, she has that going on too, but she looks like she can do things if that makes sense. You know, she's just not easy on the eye. She looks like she might actually be able to wrestle. Yeah. Um, Elijah Burke uh, saying that this is the Elijah experience. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll take this. This match fucking sucked. And, and, it, and it sucks because. It's not because of uh, uh, the Mama, well, not the Mama Luke's, but it's not because of uh, the Mama Luke's in near. Uh, what's his? Um, I'm terrible today. I have one podcast off, and all of a sudden you can't speak. Um, it, uh, the Pope, as as I know him, there you go. He's awful. The other guy's awful. I thought like okay, like maybe they're just gonna boat race or maybe they're just gonna run roughshod over the FBI's, but they didn't. You nope. know, Guido looked like a million dollars because that's what he does. But it's just this was bad. This was bad. Mm-hmm. The hoops were in some dumbass hat, <laughs> and he can't wrestle. He's just skipping around and like he does this little like fake Ric Flair little thing halfway through. I'm just like, what the hell's going on here? Oh just hey! Dumb. I'm so glad you said that because, uh, because can you can you tell me what Elijah Burke's finisher is? Uh, no, I can't. God, I can't. In I'm my a, world. like fucking pope. It's terrible. It's the it, it's the stroke. I know. Fuck that guy. <laughs> and the other guy looks like he. I might disrespect him, but he looks like he has two brain cells. Like he's just like grunting and like, I'm I'm a fighter, so I have these gloves on. Like, so you know I'm a fighter. Like, uh, yeah, sure. God's fucking pay per view sucked. Yeah, um, you could tell that the Pope is still green here. You could tell that Sylvester Turkai, even though he has MMA, he has an All American MMA background. As far as pro wrestling goes, extremely green. Sylvester Turkai. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's named Sylvester Turkai. It's his real name, too. Yeah, maybe that's why it's no no good, because it's his real name. (laughs) Um. But, yeah, and then you think that, uh, you know, little Guido can save this thing or him and Tony Mameluke or some type of um, on, on their the two. on their own. They're fine. Like, like they didn't do anything wrong in this match. It's the other two putts that are awful. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this match wasn't good. Um side side note, um Jamie Hader making her first title defense. Mm-hmm. And oh Rick oh Rick Rick Ross on AEW Dynamite. Yeah, for no reason. Um 
but yeah, uh, uh, she's actually main main eventing. Um, good, this good show. Her. It's her. It's her and Sheeta, so that's great. Um, <laughs> I've got to send this to you. Um, I guess Rick Ross and I'm submarining the show for this. Um, I guess uh, Rick Ross is the MC. Um, and I guess there's two, there's fucking two Jamooks there. Um, oh wait, Park, Parker Bordeaux jumps Keith Lee from behind. And then you see, uh, Swerve like double stomp Keith Lee with like a cinder block on his chest. Uh, I gotta send, I gotta send, send it to you. This is a fucking crap shoot and it looked like Swerve joined the fucking putz society um mm. yeah um but that just goes to show you how great this match was you know it was bad and then um and you, and you know what really pissed me off is that Turkai um hit a hit a muscle buster af- after the match and it didn't look terrible uh, he didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was actually surprised about that. He For didn't real. kill somebody. Yeah. Oh, um, Jarrett getting a tag team t- title shot this Friday in Rampage. Who? Jared. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Oh, jeez. Um. I'll be able to tell you the results of that within the, with within the hour because they tape because they tape it and want people to watch. Um, so we get a video of Sabu getting stretchered onto an ambulance. Um, for some reason, RVD and CM Punk were there. Um, whatever. Um, then next match because people really care. Um, Davari versus Tommy Dreamer. Um, Davari with the great Kali. Uh, <sighs> hey, Jeff, do you know where Davari is from? All I know is this. Um, poor oh, Davari. Because yeah. he got he got shit on. He was actually one of the bright spots on this whole damn pay-per-view. Seriously. Like, honest to God. <laughs> and boy, they fucked him over with the great Kali. And then you get fucking sandman later uh, uh you know i i just oh and this uh this bump well let me get this out of the way too fuck tommy dreamer so there's that hey i think i think this is i think this show is why he doesn't uh take choke slams anymore <laughs> i don't know that for a fact but um uh, it, there is supporting evidence the bump he takes on the top of the ramp Oof. I mean, it's it's right in the it's in the sweet spot, as in the the horrible sweet spot, like right on the lower back slash like ass. You know what I mean? Like it is just not fun. Not good. Oh, it's just it's just awful. It's absolutely awful. I'm not a Tommy Dreamer guy, and that looked rough, and I felt bad for the guy. Um, uh, fuck, Devari, no, fuck Dreamer. <laughs> Devari wins. <laughs> Um, but side note, Davari is actually from Minnesota. Minnesota. 
Yeah, and he is uh, doing this Middle Eastern gimmick, um, as he did with Muhammad Hassan. Um, Muhammad Hassan um, is Canadian, by the way. Um, Vince McMahon book booking at its finest. Oh, well, everybody's a sheik to him. Well, I don't. I don't want to say totally uh, Vince McMahon, and we'll get to that av- after. We finish up here. Um, but this match was so boring. Yeah. Ugh. And here's the thing. There's a boring chant in this match. And it, yeah, damn right. It, it, this, well, the, the, it, because again, this isn't ECW. Now, we are wrestling purists. Now, I'm not saying everybody should have their head lopped off and staple guns to the head and chairs and tables and like, no. But if if it's not that, then this is an old school ECW. Like, you don't have Jerry Lynn wrestling RVD. You don't have super crazy wrestling Tajiri. We don't need those things. You know, so if you're not having ECW style matches... Mm-hmm. then you need to have good wrestling matches and they don't have that on this card. No. Like that's, that's what I didn't, I was waiting for like some, I know it's not going to be like old old school ECW. Like they weren't going to go, go too hard, but there just wasn't in, there wasn't any, like you said, any meat on the bone. There wasn't, this isn't ECW. Like it's just literally the name of the pay-per-view and that's it. Yeah. Uh, Davari wins. Tommy Dreamer gets dumped on his ass. Um, at one point in this match, um, there is a "We Want Hardcore" chant. Yeah. Um, and I will get to that here after our next match, and I'll comment on that because then obviously we know what the main event is. So, um, so Paul Heyman is backstage, goes into a locker room, sees Hardcore Holly is dressed in his ring gear, and is like, you know what? You're the one that's going to replace Sabu. Holy shit. Um, I, I just... I have no idea what the thought process here was now. I understand if Sabu was working hurt or if he was dangerous, but you're telling me you're going to take out an ECW original... And put in hardcore Holly. Hmm. Yeah, makes no sense. So let's think about this. There is one ECW original in this extreme elimination chamber match. We couldn't have put Tommy Dreamer in there. We couldn't have put goddamn. I mean, we could have put balls Mahoney in here. I will. I will tell you what. It, it, spoiler alert: He doesn't go over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert: He's one of the first two eliminated. Um, whoops. Um, God damn it. Um, next match. And this is a fucking snooze fest too. Okay. Um, so, uh... okay. um, let me get this out of the way first. We have um. We have Mike Knox, jealous, jealous boyfriend, and uh, and Kelly Kelly, his girlfriend, exhibitionist. 
uh, taking on the vampire duo of Kevin Thorne and Ariel. Jeff, go ahead. Okay, so I watched about 30 seconds of this, and then I fast-forwarded. Oh shit! <laughs> God damn it! Or I, I I watched it in like like whatever what time one time one and a half you know like one you know what I mean like uh. and it looks like I didn't miss anything. <laughs> um, whoa 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 whoa! I take it back. I fast forward it and then once I saw uh, at first I was like, "Who's a fan hopping the rail?" Oh no no it's not it's it's a Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's because um, it's that Kevin Dunn school of like videotaping and you know like recording things. As soon as the Sandman's music hits, it's like camera, like boom, boom, over here to the crowd, all the way to the crowd. Yeah, like, you fucking asshole. Yes. Um. Um. So, uh, Kelly Kelly was. 19 years old. Crazy. Retired from WWE at 25. Damn. And now she looks like a different person. Oh, oh, completely. Yeah, and we were saying this when she came out in the Rumble this past year. We're like, who the hell is that? They're like, oh, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Kelly. We were no, like, it, eh, no, sure. No, it isn't. It maybe was just, Kelly Kelly. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's just one Kelly now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Kelly, like, not Kelly squared. Yeah, Kels. Like, uh, yeah, like um, this match goes almost eight minutes, oh. and it, it couldn't get over quick enough. Um, um, Ariel hits kind of a shitty looking sto, um, and sits on her face for the win. That that was the best part of the match. It, um, it it looked like like the manager of spirits is wrestling like a you know just a generic you know I'm in wrestling school guy like it just was it was it was awful it just looked awful yeah it it, it was this is one of the less entertaining matches we've seen because I think that there's a very gray area where a match can be bad but it can also be entertaining um this goes past that it's just not good it's not entertaining yeah there's everybody's asked this out for no reason yeah like it's just there's no value uh, here. what's the other Ariel she's awful like Kelly Kelly I mean I guess I could say she's awful but to be fair to her, she didn't really have a chance to do anything. Yep. It's just this is just awful. This is terrible. Yeah. Um, and then after the matches, you were saying the Sandman's music starts up. Um, he hits Kevin Thorne with his Singapore cane. Um, Does he why, ever? Why Sandman couldn't be in the extreme elimination chamber with a Singapore cane? Beyond me. Why he just couldn't have a match? Like he, he didn't even need to even need to be in that. You just could have gave him a match. Look, I, Jeff, I'm uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. Do you know what we watched up to this point? And you want him to have an actual wrestling match? Everybody else got one. Why it's, not, God? <laughs> this isn't a fucking park parks rec so, soccer team where everybody gets a participation award. Like yeah, then it then, the, the, then it looks like something's like the timing's not right. Because yeah. then they like kiss and they look like they want to. They're waiting for something. 
So then he turns to the ref and then she starts beating up Kelly Kelly. And you're like, then Sandman comes out. You're like, oh, so th- they messed this. The timing was messed up, you know? They had to improvise mm-hmm. in the ring, which they didn't do a bad job, but like, ugh. Yeah, and the whole thing here um, is that before the match, Kelly Kelly um, tells CM Punk, you know, good luck in the extreme elimination chamber. And like I like I guess they have like a like a thing. He doesn't even come out to save her. Why? Because he's in the next match. So that's why we had the Sandman come out and do it. Dumb. Yeah. Um. Um. So we get a Bobby Lashley video package. Um. We get a segment with um. Current ECW champion, who? Where? Sorry. Um, the old oh. Big Show. God damn it. Fat fucking piece of shit. Um, he's with Test and Hardcore Holly. He is the... Now, the Big Show at this point in his career is the most he ever weighed, which I think was close to 560, I want to say. But Wow. Yeah. Um. So we get the video package for the main event. Sabu's still in it. Um. Uh, Paul Heyman walks out with uh, the Bashams. Uh, they're in their riot gear to protect. Um, and Heyman runs down the Extreme Elimination Chamber. Yay. Um. God, it's it's rough to get through. Um, so, in the pods, you have the Big Show, who has a barbed wire bat. CM Punk has a chair. Test has a crowbar. Oh yeah, sorry, Test. <laughs> um, I, I, I was about I was about to say. Oh. God damn it, Test, Test. Damn it. Um. This is a test, test. This is a test. Um, and then Bobby Lashley has a table. Um, and then starting the matches are RVD and Hardcore Holly. <sighs> Damn it. Um, I don't know how to describe this match. Um, let me start off by saying this. Good. It was weird, unfortunately, but it was weird seeing Big Show portrayed like an actual like killer monster, you know, because it's been it's just been so long since, you know, I I think Big Show is a prime example of when you turn somebody face and heel so many times or you don't know what they are. That's what happens. And then on top of him being a giant. So they fucked him over that way. But but here it was it was good to see. But. Yeah, like David just books so strong. Not so strong, but you get what I'm saying, Cod. Like he was not to be fucked with here, you know. And I hadn't seen that in a in a long time. Yeah, um, that wasn't something that they that they really did with the big show. Um, they had him like you were saying, like, you know, flip from a face to a heel, back to a face, back to a heel with the flip of a coin, but never did they have him be this imposing figure. Um, yes. 
which was, which, which was really great to see, except he was a fat fucking piece, piece, piece of shit who couldn't wrestle. And this is what we got. Yep. And this match wasn't good. No, let me, let me ask you. So, you know, that RVD and hardcore Holly start the match. Who do you think looking at the other four, who do you think is the last person to come into the chamber? Oh, oh, who, you're like if if I obviously you're asking like if I did know who, who, yeah. who did I think would be last, mm-hmm. probably Lashley. See, I thought the same thing, and then I was like, "Well, the Big Show got blown up walking down here, so it's got to be the Big well, Show." Well, because you're he, you're right, you're God, right. and it's and it's so it's so egregiously bad how out of control his weight gain got, and. I want you to understand this and by all means, go ahead and get your money. Um, After this show, the big show was offered a long-term contract extension by WWE. Uh, Yeah. But again, if you look at the way he's, he's billed here, he's still a draw here though. Cod, right? I mean, I mean, it, it, it depends on your fan base. And I yeah, guess it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I guess that's kind of a cop out answer because if you're an ECW fan looking for ECW programming, then no. But if you're this new version of ECW where it's kind of merging with WWE a little bit and you have the higher production value, then 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 yeah, he is the monster heel that you want your company to be circulating around. That's fair. Would it shock you to? If you knew that the extension was um, over a, a million dollars a year, no, not at all, not at all. Um, Get your money. Yeah. Um, he declined. Um, due 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 to burnout, but um, what? <laughs> that's a good problem. To have. Hey, here's a million dollars. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I just, I just, I just can't do it anymore right now, guys. Yeah. Are you yeah. sure? Like, here's a million dollars a year. Uh, no, no. Sam, Pun- Sam, Sam Punk just did it twice. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Took it. Just took his ball and just went home. Mm-hmm. Shit. Um. So we do get number three, CM Punk. Number four. Um. It's time for a test. Take. Uh, God, if I could have a second. Um, oh. did you did you hear the pop when Sam Punk came out that thing? Yes, yes. Did you? Did, yes. Did, did you see the signs in the crowd? All the Sam Punk, the Pepsi signs. Yes. You what a time why? to be alive. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because Sam Punk is goddamn over. And if you, if if everybody, and uh, hold on, I want to get to it here because uh, test come comes out, um, and. <laughs> Yeah, spot, spot, spot. RVD hits a five-star frog splash on CM Punk. And the first one eliminated is the crowd favorite, whoever he wanted to win, CM Punk. Yep. And it was awful. Um, the, the original choice to win this was CM Punk. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess in hindsight, everything worked out, you know, well, kind of, but yeah, 
again, you're not a punk guy and it's fine. I am. Yeah. Hmm? I, I just need, you know, I, I obviously the last, I don't know, three, four months for some reason, he's just been, uh, you know, single-handedly trying to destroy AEW and the elite, and now he's just the world's worst person. Oh my God, CM Punk is the devil. Yeah, whatever. But again, you're talking 06 here. I mean, again, for the yeah. real OG Ring of Honor guys, he's fresh off of Ring of Honor. And well, not fresh, but close enough. And again, I don't the people nowadays, they they can't understand how someone can be a good wrestler and not flip around like I like if you don't if you can't do what Will Osprey does or Kenny Omega does or Ricochet does and somehow you're not a good wrestler but that's not what wrestling is you know or 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 I take it back that that is what wrestling is now that's not what wrestling was so you know but CM Punk he has it he's always had it and he'll always have it and mm -hmm. uh it was cool going back and watching my man Punk uh in his early 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 days here Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it was awesome to hear that pop again. Um, So CM Punk's gone. And then. So it's so weird because the next spot here, Test goes to hit RVD with a big boot. RVD ducks out of the way, hits hardcore Holly with it. Um, The ref. Counts to two, stops. Holly, hardcore Holly doesn't kick out, but then the ref says it's three, but he didn't count three. But hardcore Holly is eliminated, but at such a fucking wonky spot. Yeah. So either way, you got hard, hardcore Holly this out. Somebody messed up. Yeah, it, there's another wonky spot too. With, I guess later when we get to it, with well, I guess we can get to it now. Bobby Lashley, like he's stuck in the cage, you know. Oh, and then he, he well, takes a wooden. T oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. God damn it! Takes a you're you were about to say takes a wooden table and breaks through a uh uh like a like a steel cage. Yeah, he, he he took a wooden table and jammed through like chain, metal mm -hmm. chains, and it just opened right on up and he climbed out. Yeah. I'm just like, man, uh. of all the writing, uh, the whole time you had to book to this thing, that's the best you could come up with. Well, you just take the table and bust down the chains. If that's the case, with what was going to, how you were going to end it, you just have them like hulk up and like, just rip the chains, right? You know, you know what I mean, like, right? Uh, <laughs> rip, rip We'll get, we'll get to that here soon. Uh, but no, you're right. And, I mean, um, first, I'll, 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 I'll skip this to get to there. Um, test eliminates RVD. Um, test with a massive spot. Um, hits a hits an elbow drop. From the top of the pod onto a chair on the RVD. Um, so there's that. But then, um, so there's 
So Test right now is the only one that's in this match at the moment to get to your spot that we were just talking about. Um, so you have Bobby Lashley supposed to come out next. The Bashams, um, like, knock out the ref so the pod can't be opened, um, which leads to that table spot getting through the roof. Um, um, there is no pop for this at all. None. None. And it's, you know, Bobby Lashley taking the table, breaking through the pod, and he hits this huge clothesline off the top of the pod. Um, Lashley Spears test eliminates him. And then we had about a minute, a solid minute, um, until the Big Show's pod entered, you know, until it opened. And I'm just, I'm just going to skip this because it's because it's bad because the big show at 560 pounds is God awful. He's blown up. Can't do anything. He he's bleeding. Like he's Abdullah the butcher out here. You know, yep. uh, it, it's, it's not good. It's um, not, this is the worst eliminate. Well, Oh no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to save that one. Um, there's another, oh, there's at least one other elimination chamber match. that's really bad, but I think in terms of anticipation coming into this show, how it should have been Sabu in here. Um, this is one of the worst Elimination Chamber matches of all time. Yeah, it's terrible. It's god-awful. Yeah. Lashley hits the big show with a spear, wins. He's the new ECW World Champion. The only African-American to be ECW World Champion. Wow, I didn't know that. I mean, it makes sense now to think I about mean, it. But... I mean... Well, for well, well, well. First of all, that's up. That's up to this point. Number two, if you really think about you know the entire list and the reigns, um, and you look, I mean, Ezekiel Jackson was the last ECW yeah. champion. That was in. Oh, damn it! Can you think? Uh, well, then there was Mark Henry before that, but I mean. That's a little further down the road. That's not until uh, Mark Henry was 2008. Um, and then Ezekiel Jackson, the last ECW champion. Uh, what year do you think? What year was Mark Henry? No, no. What year did ECW collapse? This, this, yes. the bootleg kind? Yeah. Um, this is six. Oh man, um, eight. So, Mark Henry was ECW champion in June of two thousand and eight. Ah, um, so I was right, right? No, but oh, yeah. so eleven, eleven then, uh, ten, two thousand ten. Okay. okay. Um, so, so there were so just so we don't get attacked here a total of three African-American ECW champions. If you count the new version of ECW as well with the new, with the new title. Um, but Bobby Lashley was the first. So after Lashley, um, do you know who wins the title off of, off of Bobby Lashley from here? Um, uh, doesn't he, what belt does he have when he doesn't he drop it to Umanga? No. What, so, what belt? Do, what? Because I remember. 
you're not you're you're not wrong okay i can't um, i can't my so I'm it was a, a crossing wires over here yeah so it was a handicap match for the ecw title where whoever from the other team pinned bobby lashley became the new champion so one of the three people was umaga yeah the other one was shane mcmahon which leaves the third person to be Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Oh, Vince. Damn, Vince. Yeah. And so Vince pinned Bobby Bobby Lashley. Um, And then, um, so he was ECW champion for 35 days. Bobby Lashley won that back. Um, And then Bobby Lashley drafted to Raw. Then you had Trump, right? Trump. Yeah, so... um, Vince. Yeah, eventually. Um, So this is kind of the turning point here for the new ECW. Um, We still had the old title, but it was vacated because Lashley got drafted to Raw. So... That brings us to June 2007 at Vengeance Night of Champions, um, where uh, it was supposed to be CM Punk versus Chris Benoit. Yeah. Johnny Nitro subbed in one. And then we got Punk, Chavo Guerrero, Kane, Mark Henry, Matt Hardy, Jack Swagger, we're into 2009 now, by the way. Because because who who won this? What? Who who won this match? Lashley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I I know there was another time where Punk wasn't Punk supposed to go over, or no? Was that? It was no, this. I, it was this match here. It was this this one. Just this one. Yeah. So well, Paul. Well, you had Paul Heyman who wanted. Punk to go that's, over. That's right. Yeah. And then yeah. Vince vetoed that and had yeah. Lashley win to yeah. n- to no pop at all. Um CM yeah. Punk would eventually win, but I mean I also forgot then, I also forgot too. I was shocked that when he won when Lashley won the ECW belt, it was the actual the real ECW belt. And not oh, yeah. that not that like uh, WWE clean ECW belt. Yeah, I'm tr- I'm trying to Hold on. There's got to be something here. Um, new ECW title. And Big Show looked like shit. Yeah, of course he did. I mean, he really uh, looked bad. Of course he did. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't good. I mean... It, None of it was good. Um, oh, but just to finish the, you know, chronologically, um, you know, the chronological list here. Um, so we had Jack Swagger in 09. He was defeated by Christian because at last he's on his own. Yep. Um, from there, it was Tommy Dreamer. Then it was Christian again. And then um, it was Ezekiel Jackson. Ezekiel Jackson. Yep. 
Ezekiel Jackson won on the last episode of ECW. It was February 16th, 2010. Um, and he is recognized as the last ECW world champion. Um, yeah. Um, this is a bastard time for ECW. Sure um, is. I know that as far as the title transition or the look of it, I know that Kane, when he won it at WrestleMania, I know that it was still the old title. Oh, okay. So July 2008 was when they brought the new shit title in. So July 2008. Okay. So it was when Mark Henry was still champion um, in 2008. So he had the old title and the new title. Hmm. Fun uh, Hmm. trivia fact there for everyone. Yeah, but this show was a steaming pile of shit. (laughs) That it is. Look, and, and it's not... There are WCW shows that we watch and we're like, oh, this match should have been on Shotgun Saturday Night or this should have been on Heat or this was a TV match. Let me let me tell you something. There's not one WCW show that we've watched where the entire card could have been a Shotgun Saturday Night match. Yeah. Okay. This this whole card, okay. The the opener was fine. Um, the only reason the main event was the main event is because it was the extreme elimination chamber. The rest of this card was fucking dog shit, and it was bad. There's no excuse for it. No, the whole fucking pay per view was like, yeah, whole card's terrible. Yeah. So, um. This was less than 24 hours after the show finished. Um, Vince sent Paul Heyman home. Um, he's the reason he cited uh, for slumping television ratings and a disgruntled talent roster. Um, and that is what led to Mr. Heyman's dismissal. Um, Paul Heyman was escorted from the building and sent home. Um, he was no longer on the creative team. Uh, like there's no reason he's just reaching yeah Mm -hmm. there's no reason why Bobby Lashley needed to win the main event there's none Mm -mm. at all Um, this whole this whole situation where Heyman wanted CM Punk to win but Vince wanted Bobby Lashley to win um is brought up in the in in the pipe bomb. Um yeah. Punk says that Heyman saw something in me that nobody else wanted to to admit. Um after this show, Tommy Dreamer and Stevie Richards both asked for releases, uh, were not granted. Um it, <laughs> this show wheels is, coming off. Yeah. And it's 2006. This thing goes around for another three and a half years. 
<sighs> yeah, but this is the one and only ECW WWE pay-per-view outside of one night stands. There was never another one. The only ECW match that was ever on another pay-per-view, it was either a world title match or I know that at one WrestleMania, it was like the ECW originals versus the, you know, versus the new blood. I don't know what their real group name was, but <laughs> it might as well be. <laughs> the new it fucking, blood. <laughs> it fucking might as, might as well be. Elijah Burke was in it. Uh, um, stop, stop there. <laughs> oh my god all right um let me let let me ask ask you this so there were so including vince and paul Heyman, um there were three other ecw general managers <laughs> can you name any of them ECW managers? ECW general manager. GMs? Mick Foley? Laronitis? I'll give you a hint. The three of these individuals are not wrestling talent. Teddy Long? That's one of them, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, the second one. Okay, give me the rest of them. Uh, The first one was Armando Alejandro Estrada. Yeah. Um so he uh so it was Vince, then Paul Heyman, then Estrada um until June of 2008, then Teddy Long had it um until April of 09, and then the last one was Tiffany. Mm, I don't remember that. Um she was Teddy Long's assistant general manager and then um and then Teddy Long went back to SmackDown and Tiffany got the job. Sorry, maybe Taryn Terrell. Taryn um, Terrell. Yeah. Um, she was married to Drew McIntyre there for a hot for a hot second. I didn't know that either. <laughs> wild, wild shit there. Um, um fun fact, she also dated um Alfonso Ribeiro, um, you might know as Carlton Banks. <laughs> Ryan with all the factoids tonight. You know, just 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 consider it a Christmas gift. Oh. Um, also, also Christmas gift um, in honor of Mandy Rose. Taryn Terrell also posed for Playboy in two thousand and seven. In honor of Mandy Rose. Yeah. Oh, not RIP, but but RIP dog. Um, yeah. I read I read something this morning that she has the chance to be a millionaire by Christmas. I'm not surprised. Good for her. Um, that's it for this one. I, this was a joke of an episode. Um, this is a bad pay per view. Um. It's claim to fame is that it is that bad, which is not a good claim to fame. <laughs> Seriously, in 2006, with the way the talent rosters were, you had a pay-per-view that was just north of two hours. Not a good look. Um, 
any final thoughts, Jeff, before uh, we we uh, close this chapter? No, glad it's over. God damn it, you're right. Um, Jeff, where can they find you on the socials? On Twitter, Jeff M Hall one. Aha. Excellent. Jeff M. Hall is taken as always. Um, yep. You can head on over to uh, our Twitter, our Facebook, our Instagram, WPPod1 for all of those. Um, and we do have one other episode this year. Now, <laughs> this is this is just so beautiful, and I'm so glad that we get to do this. Um, it's not like a live watch along. It's not anything of that nature. Um, it, it's time we did this. We kind of spoiled it when we did SummerSlam earlier this year. Um, we're we're covering no holds barred next next week. <laughs> I mean, this is my wheelhouse. This is yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so actually looking is, forward to this. Oh yes, this is the 1989 film, um, starring Hulk Hogan. Uh, this is uh, just just such a good professional wrestling movie, and. Uh, I've said this before. This is going to have to be like our annual like Christmas special, you know, Let's do it. doing this. So um, obviously executive producer, Vin- Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Um, it stars Hulk Hogan as Rip Thomas. <laughs> rip him. Uh, yeah. Rip him. If you've never seen this, I'm not spoiling it for you. No, I'm not saying anything. Um, I'll just run down um the list here of who is in this movie. Um, so you do have uh so you so you do have um Tiny Lister, obviously is Zeus. Um you may have uh you may remember him as uh calling Brutus Beef uh, Brutus Beefcake the Beefcake Barber. The beefcake, the, the beefcake barber. The fucking beefcake barber. Um, also in this movie, you have you you have a Stan Hansen, yep. uh, mean mean Gene Okerlund, Jesse Ventura, Howard Finkel, Joey Morella, Marcus Bagwell, um, a who's who, I guess you could say. Um, this has a whopping ten percent approval rating on on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, look, this is an incredibly silly movie, but it's, it's silly in the way that, I don't know, I kind of compare it to like, uh, to kind of like a Halloween three in a way, because season of the witch, it wasn't meant to be anything more, I guess, at the time than like, um, you know, just like an anthology series. But then it just it became the standalone movie and is now like it it's it's a pretty popular movie in the series. But this is just one of those where nobody thought it was gonna be anything major. 
and then they tied in Zeus to it. We had a SummerSlam match, and then we also had um, this is on the Wrestling Challenge. Um, it was No Holds Barred the match. So <laughs> we're the gonna match. watch. We're gonna watch the movie, and then we're gonna watch the match. So. Um, also on um, that episode of the Wrestling Challenge, uh, we had Dusty Rhodes versus the Big Boss Man, the Ultimate Warrior defending his IC title against Dino Bravo, the uh, and then we had Demolition defending their tag titles against the Colossal Connection, that would be Andre the Giant and King Haku, and then we had Mr. Perfect versus Rockin' Ronnie Garvin. Obviously, we're not going to cover any of those. Uh, we're going to cover the one match mm-hmm. that pertains to this, um, which would be Hulk Hogan and and the Beefcake Barber taking on Randy Savage and Zeus, obviously with Sensational Sherry. Um, but seriously, if you've not seen No, no Holds Barred, it's an absolute classic. It's a movie that's so good it's bad. It's a movie that has quotes you'll be quoting them for a week, you jockasses. Okay, so... Find out where you can buy it, where you can pay to watch it, um, and do it so that when you listen to this next week, it will be uh, post post Christmas time. Um, you'll be all set to listen to us. Uh, rip them, rip them, right? Yeah. Um, but this is, uh, but this is it. Uh, I do, I do want to go ahead and thank our supporters. Um, Everybody associated with Next Generation Wrestling Tennessee, um, Travis Lasser, Eddie Shepard, um, all the work that they do with Wrestling Ruined. Uh, they do the work with NXT Evolution Podcast. Uh, they do wrestling recommendations. They um, Travis does Bleeding John. Um, to our to our brother from the same mother, that would be uh, Mr. Pat Lilly um, for all over all the support. Um, Adrian over at No Disqualifications Podcast. Um, and then, of course, Mr. Tantalizing Tony. Um, Tony interviewed Kenta this past weekend. Wow. Um, just throwing it out there. Um, he was dropping dimes on his uh, weekly show uh, during Raw the other night. So um, I plugged that for him. But um, yeah, Tantalizing Tony is getting out there. He's getting around. Um, he's over 5,000 subs on you know YouTube now. When we met him, that was... Oh, God. 2021, right? Yeah. Because it, was, because, it was after, because it was after the pandemic. This is the first Ring of Honor show. And we had our pod seating. And remember, we walked right in. And he was standing like right there next yeah. to like... The yeah. shirt concessions. Yeah. And it was me, you, I think Pat, and I think Matt was there too. Yeah. Um, My dad but, too, I think. Oh yeah. No, your dad was deaf, was definitely there. Yeah. Um, but walked right in. And I think at the time he might have had between a thousand to two thousand subs. That was in 2021. Um, that was last that was last year. Probably. Yeah, holy shit. No, no, see, I, I I think it was no, I guess it couldn't have been 20 because the world was shut down, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. It had to be 21. Yeah. But it had, it had to, be to be. And it was like best in the world, I think. Yeah. But, you know, and, and if you, and guys, please, please go visit his channel over, over on YouTube. Um, one of the hardest working guys, um, a self-made man, essentially. Um, Absolutely. You know, and um, he always goes out of his way to shout us out. Um, I mean, hell, I popped in and made one comment um, in his in his chat during Raw, and he said, put your links down below so that we can share and plug. And I'm like, you don't have to do that, man. Like, I mean, but, you know, that's just the kind of person he is. So um, scratching another man's back, please go visit him on uh, YouTube and Facebook. Um, he's not super active on Twitter. He's more the YouTube and the Facebook, but he is active. So, um, go give, go, go give the man some love. Um, and as we lead into the final days of Hanukkah and we're leading into the days leading to Santa, um, everybody have a very happy holiday season. Um, a merry, a merry Christmas, um, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, um, whatever you, that. whatever you. Let's let's get this, let's get this right. Whatever you do or don't celebrate. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know what? I love to celebrate. I love to celebrate the finish. Uh, so here comes the one, two, three.